Welcome to episode 24 of 21st Century Boys. I am Joe Crawford. And I am James Crawford. And we're going to be covering some things today, but before we jump into those that we're going to be in-depth talking about, is there anything that you've read recently that is of note that you want to just say something about other than, you know, that you're, uh, other than the one you're going to talk about tonight? I've read a lot of titles by Grant Morrison recently. And I recommend Animal Man, Doom Patrol, and 52, all of those runs. If you haven't checked them out, they're all very good. How far did you get into 52? I finished it. You finished it? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, you saw what happened to what's-his-name? Osiris. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was kind of, like, messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, shocking and upsetting, but almost funny, too. Yes, a talking clock. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it was something else. All right, so first thing I'm going to do, um, there is a store in Rock Island. We live in Davenport, which is in the Iowa side uh, of the Quad Cities, but there's a store in Rock Island called Tim's Corner, and he has a lot of uh, fun dollar bins that you can dig through. And when I was there this weekend, I I did some digging and I found um. At least one of the ones I'm going to cover. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for my second one. We'll know after we get to it. But the first one I did is Grim Fairy Tales. This is from the original run back in 2006. So this is issue number eight. And uh, let's see. It's written and created by Joe Tyler and Ralph Tedesco. Pencils are by Chris Marino. And this issue is Jack and the Beanstalk. So... Everybody knows this story, right? So let's let's see what uh, Grim Fairy Tales did with it. So it starts out, there's a guy. He's got a big duffel bag full of money. And he's talking to his wife who's holding their child. What are you doing, Jim? I'm going out for a little while. I won't be long. You promised me that you were done dealing. I know, but we need money if we want to be able to buy that house out in Jackson. House? I thought we were going to get a nice apartment here in the city. So basically the setup is this guy's dealing drugs. Uh, he's leaving his wife and the kid at home alone. He promised that he was going to stop doing it, but he keeps dealing. And he uh, gets the product. He's going out to deliver to a person. He gets there. And I can't remember her name, but basically she's the host of the Grim Fairy Tales. So he knocks on the door, comes in. Where's Manny? He's not here. Have a seat. Who the bleep are you? I'm here to see Manny. Manny is elected to take some time off. I've taken over for him, so why don't you just have a seat? Where's the product? Let's get this over with. I'm sure you want to expect the, inspect the merchandise. What is this? You are putting the life of your family at risk. What the? You're running out of time, Jim, but you can't see it because you're consumed with greed. And so she transports him into the world of the grim fairy tales. And that's the way it kind of worked in these early issues. She would uh, have a situation going on. She'd present them with a story so that they could have, like, you know, uh, an example of what's going to happen to them in their life if they keep going down the path they're going down. So we're at Jack, and he's outside of his small, sad little house, and his wife and daughter are uh, running out of milk. They don't know what they're going to do. So Jack's going to take the cow and go sell it. So he runs to this old crotchety farmer. And the farmer uh, says, I'll take that cow off of you. She's on her last leg. You ain't going to get much for her. I'll tell you what I'll be willing to do. I'll give you these here magic beans for your cow. 
Magic beans? What kind of fool do you take me for? I ain't fooling with you, Jack. I got these beans from a witch. I swear at plant them, you'll never have to worry about food again. So he takes the beans, he runs home, leaves the cow there. Good luck, Jack, you fool. So, he gets home. The wife is like, where's the food? He's like, I didn't get any. She's like, what'd you do? And he's like, I got something better than food. And he, she's like, what is that? And it's beans. She's like, we can't eat beans, not magic ones. And she throws them in the ground. Booyaka, booyaka. Next thing he knows, he gets up the next morning. There's a giant beanstalk. He climbs up through it. And you know how it goes. He, he goes through the clouds. There's a giant castle. He goes, it's unbelievable. And he crawls under a door. Everything's huge. And he sees mounds and mounds of gold and um, that harp. We'll come back to the harp. That's an important part of the story. Fee, five, four, four. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he live or be he dead. I'm going to grind his bone to make my bread. I don't think they sound quite like that in Britain, but anyway. I hear you scurrying, you little rat. When I catch you, I'm going to suck the flesh right off of your bones. Dude, that giant is so big. Like, I don't, I think he would just swallow him. I don't, I don't know about sucking meat off of him. I mean, look how big, he's like the size of like, that would be like less than a chicken wing if he ate him, right? I mean, that is really small. Anyway, so Jack gets a bag full of gold. He goes down. Wife is really excited. And he's like, I'm going to go back for more. And, of course, Jack is greedy. So he goes back and back and back and back and back and back. He makes many trips. The entire house literally is full of gold. He goes back and gets the goose that lays the golden eggs. There's no need for him to go back. But... He's like, I'm going to do it one last time, I promise. And she's like, don't do it ever again. You're going to get yourself killed. He goes back up one last time. And remember that harp we were talking about? He goes to get the harp. And, of course, the harp freaks out because the harp can talk. Ah! Help! Thief! So then the, the giant is all mad. Come back here, you little rat thief. I've got a bone to pick for me. Let me go, you thief! Not after what I went through to get you. So he's got the harp. He's going down the, the beanstalk. He goes to the base of the beanstalk, and he's like, I'm going to get rid of that giant. So he starts whacking the uh, beanstalk. So the beanstalk comes crashing down, and what happens? The, the giant crashes and kills his wife and child. So it, it destroys his house. Everything he had done is gone. The money he had uh, saved and stolen, and his wife and his child are gone. And he's like, Mary and Sarah, what have I done? And so there's your lesson, you know, that the guy... Is supposed to learn who's actually dealing drugs. Is what the heck just happened? You've been given a second chance. It's up to you whether you heed it or not. Take it from someone who knows, Jim. There are things in life much more important than money. Things you can't put a price on. And it has him leaving, and the dope is left on the table. So there you go. The, so yeah, uh, there's really early ones were basically kind of morality tales uh, that uh, you would. Basically, kind of get a more horrific version of the Grim Fairy Tale. So, there you go. Jack and the Beanstalk, Grim Fairy Tale number eight. Now, Jackson, what are you going to tell us about today? Uh, today, I'm going to talk about Doom Patrol, Volume 7. This is from the Gerard Way run, which is published by DC's Young Animal Imprint. Uh, this specific volume is... The artist is Michael Allred. Yep. Although, majority of the volumes are illustrated by Nick Darrington. Yeah, his stuff's good. So, we start off 
with a page just panel just saying, How have you been, Nihilus Colder? And then goes to Larry just seeing some eggs and goes to Niles looking at him with some barrels. Larry just eating some more eggs. <laughs> Niles is eating a chocolate bar. Larry's drinking that. And then we got Cliff just looking over him. He yells, Hey! And Niles drops his glasses. Something kind of cool about this run is just it's like a direct continuation of Morrison's run. Okay. Where And it mostly makes conf- sense, other than I have no idea how Niles is alive. Right. Because he died. At the end of yeah, that. that's the outfit that Robot Man was wearing during the Morrison years. Mm-hmm. Like with the big metal shoulder pads. Yeah. Into the Scantobers. Of emotional robots and psychic werewolves, a Doom Patrol adventure. And got the credits down here. Of all the no good, lousy, cliff funny running into you here, are you shopping for some new dungarees? Perhaps an engagement ring? And Cliff's like, What are you doing down here? Why are you spying on us? And Niles goes back to. I've been reading about the rogue ions they're putting in Kung Pao Chicken. It's all over the deep web. Larry just like... The deep web? That's supposed to be like the dark web? I guess. Larry's like, hey, what's going on? Cliff is like, why are you talking to this guy? Like he didn't like just kill a bunch of people in the last story. Cliff's like, relax Cliff, you're just throwing around a buzzwords. To answer your question, Larry... I recently come to learn that my Doom Patrol has been reformed into my understanding lacks proper leadership. I'm here to offer my services. And Cliff isn't into it. He's like, no. And Larry's like, that is interesting. We don't have a leader, but we've been doing a pretty good job. And I was like, watch out for good. Well, we could be great. Let's restore to our former glory the way that only the world's strangest heroes can. And Cliff isn't into it. He's like, absolutely not. Larry still wants this weirdo on his team. He's like, now hold on, Cliff. He's got a point. We could be doing so much more. I mean, look at us. We're at the mall. And Cliff's like, because you told me that's where you go to clear your head. And I figured if you cleared your head, we could plan our next move. And now it's interrupts him. And knowing this is where you go to clear your head, Larry, it's precisely how I found you both. I never forget the important details. And Cliff mentions, so I obviously remember the very important detail which you caused all our accidents in order to turn us into superhuman oddities so we could execute your needlessly complex and self-serving plans. What you doing? And Cliff's like, I'm not proud of it, but these past years I've been learning and growing. I want to heal this world. Cliff's like, baloney. He's like, find me at Orange Julius. <laughs> he goes, Niles just leaves. He said, I want me a, a smoothie. Next, we see Casey. Casey's a new character. Mm-hmm. She is a ENT who just kind of got roped into it. She just kind of following them. Now, she started like the first issue, I think, of the, that series. Yeah, first issue. She put in up posters, but she missed her cat, who's named Lotion for some reason. Weird. And now Larry's just having a fun time with him with Niles and Cliss isn't into it he's like Casey and it look kind of lotion <laughs> <laughs> and Casey's like still nothing I got no leaves and 
Blair, he's trying to introduce Niles. He's like the founder and the leader of the original Doom Patrol. Do they call him Chief ever? Yeah, they call him Chief. Yeah, a.k.a. the Chief. Yeah, I, In the original comics, did they even call him Niles? I'm pretty sure he didn't have him. I think they just straight up call him Chief. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, nice to meet you, Miss Brank. <coughs> that's her last name. And she's like, nice to meet you, too. And Larry's like, I guess now I was just going to be the leading the team again. Mm. And now it goes, Casey, I see that you're in PUT, running around the heavy metal appendage. I can fix that leg for you. And Casey's like, nah. Larry's like, great. Let's all head into Danny. Daniel. Danny Land, oh. Yeah, he turned into a world. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, exploded. Danny, Danny the street? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. So we can tell Jane the good news. Before this, Jane was, like, having a cult because one of her personalities got, like, screwed up. So, like, it just started making people evil. Yeah. And just, like, shifting the personalities to the whole thing. And that's another thing I don't get. Because at the end of Doom Patrol, she just kind of got rid of them all. All the personalities? All of them. Yeah. So, pretty good. I guess they still got to keep her in, though. So. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a popular character, yeah, so they got to yeah. figure out how to make it work. And Jane is like, are you sure this is a good idea? She's at Danny Land. There's a bunch of, like, bumper cars. One of them's broken, I think. Mm-hmm. Or just sideways. I don't know. It looks broken. It might be. There's like, I know what you're thinking. This is the guy who caused the accidents. And Jane stops him, like, and experimented on other individuals and mastermind a whole plot to destroy half the world. And Larry's like, I get what you're saying, but I really think he's changed. Also, something kind of weird about these issues. Larry got a mouth. He does. It was weird. Yeah, that's how Mike Allred draws, though, I think. Yeah. Did Nick Darrington do that with him, too? Or is that just a Mike Allred thing? That's just Mike. Yeah. We go back to Jane. There's a bunch of floating brains in the background. I have no idea what's going on at this point. Gross. She's like, well, you don't need my permission, but I'm still struggling recovering with him. So I'll be staying here to continue mending. So you three will be on your own. And what is that in your hand? And Larry got a hula cow <laughs> for Danny. He got the others out the dress. That's Ew. Weird. That's gross. And he's like, trust me, everything is going to be great. And Jane's like, I hope you're right. We go back to the laboratory of Dr. Nas Calder. He's making them wear the old suits. He is. Larry is into it. He's like, I don't know, Donald. I can't really move my fingers in these bandages. And uh-huh. they're making me sweat. What's, what was the purpose? Yeah, that's stupid. Like, they straight up took him from having fingers to now he's got mittens. He says, they have a sacred nature, meaning they're... Likely vulnerable to witchcraft, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, Miss Brink, if you would be so kind as to scoot a little closer, I'm applying a chemical compound I call Grobal to your residual limb. You'll feel ice cold and itch like the Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> but once the Grobal activates, there's no stopping what it can do. Quite a riot! And suddenly her. Limb just starts turning blue. That's like, not good. Bubbling everywhere. That's <laughs> disgusting. Presto, new leg. Take the pills. Put this on and thank me later. 
So yeah, basically she is an amputee is what it looks like. Is she has the lower part of her right leg missing and like makes it grow back. Yeah. Now this goes, the brain transfers is complete. Looks like our robot man is ready for the spotlight. And that's like old school 1960s robot man. Yeah. Cliff says like, I'm naked. I'm not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, you're free. Expose your form and all... To see and let that wonderful body breathe, man. Lord. Also, the experimental Oria metal that body is made of prefers to be exposed to fresh air. Now, if you follow me this way, and for some reason, they give them a Rita outfit, and he's just calling them Rita. Oh, man. Yeah, that's screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Casey's like, is there any reason to wear these? He's like... Research power proves that soldiers fight harder in uniform. Okay. like bullcrap, probably. I think he just wants to see him wear it. Yeah. Oh, honey. I'm not even sure what this is part of. I think it's just a show. It's like he's watching a TV show. I just don't know what to do anymore, Carmen. Edgar keeps waking up in the middle of the night, covered in sweat, spouting bad idea after bad idea. Oh, honey, you've got scants. And they got Niles with a big lettuce. What does scants mean? I have no idea. They say it like three times. Scants. Scants. I don't even know what that is. I guess he likes Look how happy he is about it. (laughs) really happy about it. He's like losing it. Scants are creatures from another dimension. (laughs) That plays bad ideas in your head. When your brain accepts these bad ideas as good ideas. A substance called idiot streaks <laughs> from your ears. The sense that causes the secretation. I take it to the home dimension where they refine it, and things really start to get interesting. Furthermore, when a human being acts on these bad ideas, an even more powerful type of idiot <laughs> is produced. Scans are always in the room. You just don't know how to see them. So how do you find them? By freezing your f- mid-sentence. <laughs> and he froze his face and they're scared to death of him. Damn. Look at that. They're, them scants are coming out everywhere. Scants are just following them through. They look mm-hmm. kind of gross. They are gross. Now they're like, follow me into the next room and we'll begin our journey. Mm-hmm. Next we go to a page. Welcome home, Valerie Reynolds. All right. We got my green bean chicken casserole right here. Smells wonderful, dear. Valerie. I know you used to love this when we lived in that little apartment on the west side of town. We should all head down there tomorrow and catch a movie. What do you say, Val? He is a co-worker of Casey. Right. And she's just hanging out. If you haven't read the series, you probably don't know what's going on. That's right. Don't stress it, Val. I'll let's dig. I... Val's not into it. She's like, I'm sorry. I just can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we just get a bunch of random panels. Got this guy. We got Elliot saying it's it comes. Put on some lipstick. lipstick. Is that Rita? Oh, yeah. Cause her face is all melty. I guess that would be Rita. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like, is that Robot Man? Just like an old picture. It does look like a different version of Robot Man. Yeah. Please. And we got this guy who's completely covered in like white, yeah. so he looks translucent. Yeah. We don't really know who he is. Anyways, we into the Scantoverse now. I told you we didn't need any fancy ambulances where we going. As you can see, by using a method of travel I call Cuban, we are able to slip sideways into the Scantoverse. 
Skeants may appear to be dressed in plaid, but there's a really <laughs> interlocking and overlapping pattern that allows them to move around freely from world to world, just like this bridge. <laughs> Cliff says, Chief, I don't know, but for some reason this is bumming me out. That was like, your brain is simply adjusting to the Oreo metal. Your new body is constructed of. It's nothing to be worried about. And look, it's got like a picture of Gerard Way floating <laughs> past him. Yeah, it's a bunch of pictures. My face is included in Gerard Way. Yep. And the cube's flying. Now it says, over here we have what they call Got Got Gots. Or the Sea of Frozen Faces, the Scantonese. <laughs> that was bovid. It prevents a scamp from <laughs> entering the city invisibly by nefarious means. And behold, Scantaria, city of the scants. Hooked <laughs> up malformed ideas beyond the limits of human imagination. Whoa. Now they all got jetpacks. He's flying in like this little like cruise ship thing. Yeah. That looks like a he, he Yeah, I don't think he can walk. Yeah. No. Cliff says, what are the weapons for? I thought this was a scientific expedition. Now says, be ready for anything. Now we turn the orange dial on your control belts to set an eight. It'll create a radio frequency that displaces us into the scans. Mm, the the scantiverse. Making us invisible. Here among the have structures, you'll find a family of scans enjoying a state-provided nutrient loaf together. Ew. Notice the infant playing with that electrical knife on the floor. Nay says, Casey says, that's a bad idea. He's like, exactly. Yeah, that little kid was playing with a knife. And look, this one is making art a bit crude, but the oven government isn't going to take nicely. Mm. Cliff says, why is that? A raw, dictator-driven, communism robot man. Wealth and resources are distributed equally among the scants. Decided by the government, foregoing the class system that exists in the capitalist society. He looks messed up. He does. Next week they fly in, and here you'll see what makes them whole system function scant workers. Mm-hmm. And into the heart of the scant operation, you can see they all making Uma jelly scants. They use it to power the city. So is that like they, royal jelly that your brother and mom keep talking about in that video game? I guess. That's nasty. They use it to power the city, and if we head into the opening, we'll find the mother load of Uma. <laughs> uh, Uma. Uma. Uma Jelly. Rats. It's Dan Scram and it's Gravity <laughs> Pirates. Rats. It's a chief. Let him have it, boys. Evasive <laughs> maneuvers, Doom Patrol, and unlude with those laser rifles when you get a clear shot. Cliff says, I'm crying, but I have no tears. I'm in hell. Oh my god. Now says, Blast it. That Oreo medal is more emotional than I thought. It seems to be reacting to the violence you're committing. Aw, oh, man. He lost his arm. Cliff says, I'm falling apart. Mm-hmm. Pull back and take cover, Cliff. He getting almost up. His arm blew off. Now says, give it up, Scram. This is my turf. Mm. <laughs> he says, I'm not here for the jelly knives. I'm shutting you down. Dang. Deal with that. Oof. He leaves like this fart cloud behind. <laughs> now says, negative man, there's no time to unleash the negative spirit. Go into the back panel of that firebomb and break the circuit. They shouldn't Doctor. put him in the mittens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dr. Calder, there's too many of these rooms. I don't know how much longer I'm going to hold out. Do your best, space case. <laughs> <laughs> the negative man, how are you doing with that bomb? 
is these damn hands. I can't. <laughs> yeah, he Whoa. can't even hold it because he's got mittens on him, so he don't have any fingers Negative no man. more. Don't panic. Your bandages shall protect you. <laughs> that guy's laughing about it. I found it with your crap. You're going down with me. Dan, you lunatic. What are you doing? He's eating that Dan jelly and he tells him to get bent. To ingest it. It's done doing us all. Yeah, he says get bent. And he's eating that jelly. And suddenly he turns into a blob. Ew. That's gross. Dan, it's evolving, Space Case. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, Casey didn't like it. Evolution is really just a, a series of bad ideas strung together. When we act on these bad ideas... We make mistakes and often suffer the consequences. Over time, species learn from these mistakes and evolve. Our brains and body adapt to exterior input. It becomes encoded in our DNA. It says Uma Jelly is the most concentrated form of bad ideas in the known universe. By eating the jelly, Dan has caused himself to transmogrify past 3 million years of human revision. So we can see it. It's like the normal chart where the monkey is turning into a human and they just got like this squid. Like with 500 limbs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that poor robot man, he's like beating him up with one arm. Now Dan, as a squid, he's just saying, Mo, Mo. Mm. Now it's time to act fast. I got some umum that I've altered. Everybody, eat these protein bars. Ew. Oh, Negative Man's laughing when he's eating it, too. Now, shoo. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now is whacking him with his arm. Yeah. He's working with the pain. What did you give us? I've spliced the evolutionary properties of the Uma with a lanthropic virus from outer space. So he's giving them the virus and tournament. Yeah, <laughs> she, Casey's all messed up. And I've transformed you into psychic werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like those gravity parts are taking off. They know what's up. <laughs> and not a moment too soon. Dan has unleashed an evolved human brain blast. Something Cliff is vulnerable to. But not the two of you. Now charge Dan and devour him. So they eating him up. They are. That's says, nasty. I can see the future. I think I'm going to be sick. Mog. That's it. Devour every morsel while I extract the Uma Jelly. Exactly <laughs> with their aversion, right? Return you to human form. And we make off with a stash. And Cliff's body is just completely gone. There's nothing but a head. head. Yeah. Out of the Scantoverse. Dang. The laboratory of Dr. Miles Calder. And back into the lab. Rejo and Schmorp. <laughs> nice to see you both. How have you been? Cut the crap. We need to collect. You'll find the Uma Jelly aboard the cube and easily transportation grab slabs. Should be more than enough to settle me up with Bruno. So, but I hope you deadbeat. Or the bottom half won't be the only thing that's non-responsive. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. Well, Doom Patrol, I'd say that mission was a astounding recess. success. What do you say we make this union permanent? They're like, nah. Yeah. You gotta get his brain back on his body. Yeah. What the frick? Not to worry, Miss Brink. You just need to keep taking these mild nutrients to keep that leg healthy. If you follow me, I can apply you some growth. What is wrong with you? <laughs> she slaps it out of sand. Yeah, so like her leg disappeared out of nowhere, so she's back to just having like where the right leg had been amputated. Now this is acting like it's exclusive to him. They got the Amazon logo <laughs> on that. Yeah, it looks it looks straight up like Ritz Ritz peanut butter crackers. Yeah. Ra- wrappers. What is wrong with you? 
Guys, I think it's best if we part ways. I also think you're gambling. <laughs> 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 I understand, Larry. I feel this all. For the last time it seems. I'll get you all supported before you leave if you follow me. Later. Again, they suits back on. Cliff doesn't remember anything. But he says, I feel funny and my head hurts. It went as to be expected. And now we're getting you home, Cliff. Well, that should do it. If you all board the cube, I'll get you back to it. We'll take the bus. Mm. I guess this is goodbye, Miles. Nows, if I were you, I'd do some real soldiers. And ask yourself if this is the kind of life you want to continue leading. Till then, take care of yourself and see you around. He says, but I had a plan. He got the dog next to him. He just like, it's like he's a so corgi. Big. Yeah, he's a big head. <laughs> See, now we got Casey just walking home. I'll close and be laid up. That's lotion, isn't it? Yeah, lotion is just a human now. Yeah, it's lotion is like, like a, a, a werecat or something. She saw the poster. Mm-hmm. She just went past. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who Chad is. Blake Supermarket. How's it going, Chad? Good, almost done getting this new product on shelves. Hmm, interesting name. Sure it is, a lot of it, too. What does it do, Rich? Well, Chad, I think it's supposed to make everything better. I'm sure I could use some of that. Me, too. Let's see what people think of it. A whole lot of it new. The food additive with posy crystals makes everything better, and it's called shit. (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Well, that was a fun one, Jack. All right, so the last thing I want to do a quick coverage. Um, I've been reading the Batman, and I, yesterday I read uh, issue four thirty three, and it was kind of basically a silent issue. I think Commissioner Gordon had one word in it. This one's got a lot uh, more words than that one, but I'll cover it pretty quick still. So it's John Byrne and um, Jim Aparo drawing it. This is the Mini Deaths of Batman Part 2, Issue 434. You've got Batman chasing someone, and the gendarmes are, like, pointing, and like, Oh, there is Batman. Okay, you can't do voices like that. That's bobid. Don't do that. So, anyway, he's, he catches this person that shows him falling in the drink. And then the next thing you know, Batman pops up, belly up. He's floating. They got the hook. They pull him out of the water. And the man is dead. Chapter 2. How many times can a Batman die? I'll tell you, he dies like three times in this one. So they pull his hood off, and they're like, That ain't Batman, that's Mark Jenner. I thought he looked familiar. He was one of NASCAR's greatest stock car racers. He won all the cups. How the hell did he become the Batman? He was paralyzed five years ago. Yes, but I don't think this is the Batman. Oh, he was faking paralysis, huh? I suppose that would be a perfect cover. That wasn't Batman. That's just some dude they threw in a suit. So anyway, he's uh, talking to a detective. I can't remember what her name is. I don't know if she was in the last issue, but the last issue didn't have any words, so I don't know who who she is. So I'll just call her the de- detective when she's talking to the commission. So they're talking, and they're going to research uh, what's going on. So then we go to a gym, and this guy's like, I need to work out. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can you can, you can, can work out, Mr. Allison. Let's give you some space. He's like, I got to go change. So Mr. Allison goes in and change. He comes out dressed as Batman. Let's get this show on the road, shall we? Uh, what are you wearing, Mr. Allison? This is part of the agreement, wasn't it? Yes, the agreement. You told me that uh, you'd give me $20,000 if I come work out on this new equipment. $20,000 costume, Mr. Allison? Chalk. And he got straight through the heart. 
I don't know who's to blame. Somebody killed him. I guess we'll find out next issue who's to blame. Anyway, somebody shot him with a crossbow. So then Commissioner Gordon and the detective show up. And they're like, what'd you do? Let this man get shot in the heart for. And he's like, he came in this room. And they're like, oh, snap. It must be the crossbow of that famous crossbow artist. They just automatically assume the dude like who's most famous with the crossbow is the one who killed him. Anyway, then we go back to France. Uh, Je m'appelle Batman is um, bringing in the person. So it turns out like he wasn't actually uh, the Batman that we saw fall in the water. Uh, so what they did, they tricked us. It was a different Batman falling in the water. So And then the uh, gendarme holds up a paper and says, Batman Moot, which I think means Batman did. Commissioner Gordon and our detective are back in a cop car. They're going to check out this place. Um, where they have the fancy uh, dude with the crossbow. So they go to see the fancy dude with the crossbow. And he's dressed up like dun, 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 the Batman. So crossbow dude's like, ho, 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 come on, commissioner. You don't mean to suggest my life is in danger simply because I'm wearing this poor copy of the Batman costume. Ho, 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 ho. And um, the detective and uh, the Gordon are kind of arguing. And while they're arguing, you see in the background, he's like, and they're like, they keep arguing it. And they're like, uh, DiGiorno? I mean, his name's DiGiorno? He's named after pizza? Oh, DiGiordo. <laughs> oh, I thought he was a pizza man. Anyway, he crashes and kills over. He's dead. So that whole time they were arguing, the man was dying of poison. So the actual outfit had been poisoned. They read the clues. They think the next person up to get killed as the Batman is none other than Bruce Wayne, the multimillionaire. Gotham socialite. Is he, is he a socialite? I guess. I don't know. Is socialite only what you call a woman or can a man be a socialite? I think a man can be a socialite. Okay, so he's a socialite. I guess he is. He's a famous rich bachelor. Regardless. So they're like, Alfred, didn't any packages come for me? And he's like, Alfred said, I think there was a package. And then Bruce is like, ooh, let me open it. And they're like, don't open that. And he's like, this looks like ordinary packing tape. Maybe we should send the bomb squad. He's like, no, nah, this is fine. So this dude is supposed to be just this, like, multimillionaire, not have a clue. I think he's kind of, like, telegraphing that he knows a lot. If he can, like, feel a package and open it. I mean, how how often does a multimillionaire open, like, these random packages and go, like, this packing tape is perfectly ordinary? How would he know? <laughs> anyway, so he opens it. And, of course, there's a bat suit in there. He says, I'm going to put this thing on. He's like, don't put that on, you idiot. And he's like, I don't intend to actually put it on, but I'm... What's he say? He says, I may be idle, but I'm not addled. <laughs> so he pulls it out. Patong, the... Uh, what do they call that thing? The utility belt falls to the ground, and the cop goes, hmm, seems to be a funny lock on this buckle. And they're like, leave that alone. So this random street cop just starts messing with stuff. And he pulls on it, and he's like, well, for goodness sake. And he pulls it, and Bruce grabs it from him. And what's he doing? That smells funny. And he looks over, and, and when he pops the buckle, the entire suit exploded. So, like, it's it had acid in the suit triggered by the belt buckle. And look at this. He's just ruining his whole house. He melts it down. <laughs> this dresser, it's like eating holes in the floor. And he's like, we need to find out who's next. And you see this kind of big fella, and he's like, Well, I must say I heard you big city gals had interesting ways, darling, but this get-up, is it strictly necessary? <laughs> and I guess he's dating a snake? I don't know what's going on. 
He dressed in a bat suit and the snake's coming up out of the shadows and he goes, No! Yeah! And the bat killer has struck again. How many more will die? Well, Bruce didn't die, so there's at least one he tried to kill that he didn't. So wait 30 days for the last death of the Batman. And there you go. Those are the comics we covered today. Um, I had a, another one I was thinking about doing. <clears throat> So I'll just say, if you are, are reading the series Noctera, they did a one-shot called the Blacktop Bill Special, and it's basically just people sitting around talking about uh, who Bill is and what Bill's up to and where did Bill come from. So uh, if you haven't read Noctera, A, it's really good. I think you get the first volume pretty cheap, and it's like a big, fat chunk of issues. And... B, if you have read Noctera and you accidentally missed this, the Blacktop Bill special, it is worth checking out. Maybe it'll get reprinted in one of the trades at some point. I don't know. But this was just like one of the one-shots, so it doesn't directly fit into the structure of the issues. Uh, but it does give you some background on that character, so it's pretty cool. So I would say it's worth checking out. Is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? Nope. All right. So this is the 21st Century Boys, episode 24. You can reach me at I was Joe on Twitter. And you can reach me at N underscore garlic on Twitter. And if you ever want to reach out to the podcast, you can always send us a message or just shout at us like straight out in the Twitterverse. That is at 21-S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S-21st-Century-Boys. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a wonderful evening. Good night.